Blog Talk Radio. Listeners in the U.S. and around the world, I'm Jackie Laura Jones with you again for True Forgiveness Teachings on the Blog Talk Radio platform, which um, my announcement today is this will be the final episode of True Forgiveness Teachings on this platform. So uh, we started this, gosh, Merck and I, uh, four years and three months ago, March Second, 2017, my friends, is when I started True Forgiveness Teachings. And so while I'll be continuing with with my teachings, we are um, letting go of this platform. And so any of you that are not on my email list, if you go to Jackie.news, right, it's just www.jackie.news, Sign up for my email list. You can stay up to date with everything that's going on. Um, And with that said, who else would I want my last episode on this platform to be with than our very good friend, um, who I just adore, Bruce Rawls, who makes himself available all the time to (laughs) do, do these shows, and we have such fun. So welcome back, Bruce. Thanks, Jackie. It's always a, always a pleasure and a joy to converse with you and, and be on your show. Yay! And you you had a great idea, you guys. It was Bruce's uh, thought to um, talk about the transition, um, Chapter 26, along with um, Chapter 16, which will be talking about you know the forgiveness of illusions. And I thought that was really a great. Uh, Timing-wise, that was great, Bruce, because, you know, the transition that the Course is talking about, you know, transitioning from the the ego thought system to the Holy Spirit thought system, um, you know, that can be reflected here in um, us, you know, making changes and what we would call a transition, you know, that takes different forms here, letting go of some things, embracing new things, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So thanks for the topic choice. Great. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I, I, I was reflecting on that this morning a little bit. I was thinking about, you know, transitions and things that come and go and and how really the the, the heart, you know, the, the silent, <laughs> unyielding, unchanging heart of the Course is its non-dual metaphysics, which really is that what we all really are in truth is beyond change, is beyond transitions, is beyond anything that um, has to do with space or time or differences or, or yes. uh, you know, you know anything that changes. It's it's completely unchanging, and that's that's the the the, the beauty and the profundity of our real identity, and the whole purpose of the course is to to get us to the threshold of that awareness, uh, which is you know a piece that's really unfathomable. We, we can't even imagine what a piece like that would be like with, within the context of, you know, the who we think we are, because our minds are always so busy. I was listening to one of Ken Wapnick's audios uh, this last 24 hours, and he was talking about how, you know, and <laughs> I can certainly raise my hand solidly in the air and in, in agreement. It's like, you know, if you just notice how, how many moments during a day the mind is quiet. And, and it, you know, we're so busy doing, you know, mm. 
do, busy doing rather than uh, just quiet being. <laughs> yes, just reflecting or just being. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and not that not that we shouldn't do all the things that we you know feel called to do, but during that process, we can also pause now and then to you know stop and wait and judge not, which is the course's version of forgiveness, and just looking and without. Uh, you know, going into the, the condemnation game of the ego's, you know, maladaptive solution to the non-existent problem, as the course, uh, well, as Ken likes to describe the course's <laughs> approach to things. That's right. Um, oh, I love it. And uh, yes, uh, always, always loving Ken and his teachings. I was um, reading some of his stuff the other night as well. And it's interesting that you mentioned the pause because, you know, I'll share with our listeners one of the things that's really helped me um, quiet the busyness of the mind is I was advised a long time ago <laughs> to um, take 15 or 20 minute breaks during the day and people can uh -huh. it can be 10 minutes or something but 15 or 20 minutes and when I go in and I'll just either lie down on the bed or lie in the couch in the living and just that sense of just oh my gosh for 20 minutes taking myself out of the busyness of the day, which you point out, Bruce, you know, we're, we're busy, we're doing things. It's not that we're, we're not doing those things, but when I would lay down and just take a break, I would remember, Oh my gosh, I can continue this day in peace. Mm -hmm. I can bring the quiet center with me and all the, all the busy doings of, of Jackie during the day and then this clients or shows or recordings or taking care of household this or that or whatever it is you know mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. if, if i reset myself right changing again changing the internal teacher boy we mentioned that a lot on this show. <laughs> changing your internal teacher because your experience your inner experience will be completely different sometimes the outer as well but definitely the, the inner experience is different. So I don't know. I encourage everyone if they have time, and I know a lot of people do their own meditations and have their own process. It really is something to just take a pause and get quiet, right? Recenter, mm -hmm. just quiet mm -hmm. that mind. Believe me, guys, you're still going to get up and do the things that you need to do during the day. Indeed, they've been scripted out for you, but your inner experience of what you're doing um, can change. And the thing that is so beautiful about the course is that as we continue to choose, you know, we transition from the, having the ego as our teacher to the Holy Spirit as our teacher. We actually are waking up from this dream. We're not furthering illusion, which means we're not furthering our self-punishment, suffering, <laughs> pain, right? And sometimes we don't think of those things and we don't have to, but that's what's really happening when you're choosing to lay the ego aside <laughs> and say, you know what, I like to listen to a different voice <laughs> for the rest of the day. And we don't realize the power that, that's in that choice, right? Exactly. Yeah. It, it sometimes... Um, thinking, thinking about well, first I wanted to comment on your suggestion of you know, taking some time throughout the day to just you know give yourself breaks and and oftentimes what I'll do is you know in uh, sometimes in siesta mode and sometimes not but just you know taking like you say ten to twenty minutes or sometimes a little more to just um, you know close your eyes and, and think about um, something that you find helpful or inspiring mm -hmm. and oftentimes I'll, I'll you know reread the the uh, 
the workbook lessons for the day or, or do something that, you know, connects me with that level of source in the mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that really helpful. And then, you know, then it's like I've got a fresh perspective to, to right. go go back to whatever I was working on. And a, lot, a lot of times, um, exactly. you know, I'll get I'll get answers to, oh, well, what I, you know, some technical thing that might pop into my head when yes. I when I stop, stop, you know. <laughs> Just give myself enough of a pause, and I say, "Oh, well, I can, oh, and then you know, so it'll it'll just pop into my head. Well, I can try this, you know, but but it's exactly. not because I'm trying to solve it. It's just it's almost like there's a grace that happens that when mm-hmm. you kind of get mm-hmm. um, your own stuff out of the way, um, you know, it enables you to to uh, you know be able to see things and from a more a, a larger you know perspective, right? Absolutely. Well said. And there is, I love it that you use the phrase, there's a grace that happens. And you can pause and connect to that, the level of source, God, you know, the highest level of source, there is a grace that happens. You know, Mark, um, my husband, who, who, you know, Bruce, and some, some of the listeners know, he is it's so interesting how he'll say, wow, he's a Virgo. So he's always thinking, he's analyzing, he's, you know, he's very, um, you know, uses the left brain a lot. And what he does, he says, pilot, he does things where, you know, you're figuring things out. And boy, he often will comment when he just lets go, right? And he'll just take, take a load off when he can't solve a problem or he's been too much, you know, in his head something will just drop in. Just like you said, Bruce, if you're at your debt, you know, some technical thing or everything. And you guys, this is really powerful. It can save you loads of time, you know, taking those pauses and breaks. Um, And a lot of, you know, quantum physicists and people over the years are so familiar with that space of just kind of letting something drop in. There's many names for it, but you know, I say sometimes I'll just get a ping, you know, and I'll go, Oh, that didn't even occur to me. And it's just the best idea saves me loads of time. (laughs) Or I'm like, it can happen like, Oh, I should call this person or that person. Not that I do it right away, but I write it down and say, that's right. When the time's coming in the script, this is the person I'm going to contact. Great. Thank you for that. Okay. Next thing. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. almost like it's great. You know, uh, another uh, thought that that uh, comes to mind is uh, in terms of transitions. Is it seems like uh, you know the swapping out of the two thought systems is a, is a typically a gradual process. It's sort of like a you know a, a slow uh, dawning or a gradual awakening. And I was thinking about um, the you know like electronics and you know audio engineering, things like that, there's things called crossfades. And, and uh, a crossfade is, would be equivalent to when uh, the audio signal from one uh, channel fades out and then another one fades in. And over time, that becomes a, 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 a you know, one becomes less and less and less and the other slowly increases. And I think that's kind of what's happening typically. And it's certainly not a linear process and it's, it'd be silly to expect that to be like that. But, but over time, if you kind of look at our investment in the two different identities that the course talks about, one can see that that transition is really uh, a very slow, gradual, graceful, gentle one where we get to see the insanity of 
doing everything on our own by ourselves, just you know, for what's in it for me kind of thing, and and see that when we're thinking along those lines, we're not at peace. And then when we, you know, ask our inner kindness teacher for help, and and, and identify with that uh, real identity, <laughs> then right. think the, the you know the quality of our awareness and the, the peacefulness uh, is, is reinforcing, and it's it's a, it's a positive feedback kind of a thing where you you apply that more frequently and you've, you're more peaceful and then the quicker you do it the more you want you want to do that and uh, so it's it's sort of a you know fade in fade out kind of a thing because if we if we did it all at once we'd just be freaked out i mean the, and and the course says you know that we're not asked to, to be uh, to do this all at once and so you know fear not that you'll be hurled abruptly into reality <laughs> i love that line yeah we're, we're not we're not going to go poof you know <laughs> Yeah. That's right. That's right. That, I'm so glad you brought that up because I wanted to um, read the beautiful words of the course um, from that, what you just said, uh, chapter 16 from the, the forgiveness of illusions. And um, I put this in our show description. In the, trans- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the transition, there is a period of confusion in which a sense of actual disorientation may occur, but fear it not, for it means only that you have been willing to let go your hold on the distorted frame of reference that seemed to hold your world together. This frame of reference is built around the special relationship. Without this illusion, there could be no meaning you would still seek here. Fear not that you will be abruptly lifted up and hurled into reality. Time is kind. And if you use it on behalf of reality, it will keep gentle pace with you in your transition. And I wanted to offer a comment um, on this too, because... um, you know, clients of mine will say, oh, Jackie, I, you know, I just can't look at the course right now. I just can't do it. I can't, you know, apply it or something like that. And um, often when we are practicing any spiritual thought system, certainly the course, which is what we discuss on this platform, but as we're becoming, um, loosening the investment in the identification with the small s self the physical body it can become daunting um and and jesus makes reference to this in the course that to even in some of the workbook lessons well it's a good idea to stop right if the, i'm paraphrasing you know if the, if you feel too much discomfort or or mm-hmm, the fear is mm-hmm. too great so i was sharing with my clients bruce you know a lot of times that you know we're all in this together sometimes you just you know, throw up your hands, especially in the, in the early days, you know, that can happen and, or or the later days. And, you know, remember reading words in a book, although helpful for sure, um, is, is different than actually practicing the forgiveness, doing the exercise, practicing non-judgment when situations come up. So I share with my clients, you know, you have the tools necessary to practice forgiveness, even if you're not, you don't have to look at a textbook or a workbook every day. And another thing I'd like to offer everyone for hope, remember your your learning is cumulative, right? Like let's mm-hmm. say you're in 
second grade or third grade, whenever you're using, learning addition, subtraction, your timetable, your multiplication tables, right? So you learn it, you retain it, and then you kind of call upon that when you need it. We add and subtract things on a, on a restaurant bill for tips, and a, right? So you, you learn things, right? And then this is what we do. Um, sometimes we, we, you'll always carry your learning with you. And so, you know, don't be discouraged if you, you know, this fear comes up because it, it engenders great fear when you're practicing a, a thought system like this. Jesus wants us to look at that fear with him because we can move through it and recognize there's, there's nothing really to fear. It's the ego's trick. But remember that you'll learn things and the mind remembers, even if you're not studying every day or you feel you have to take a break, um, it sure, sure certainly certainly shouldn't be something that you feel forced to do. So remember, we, we learn things in second and third grade that we retain that learning. We, we take it with us. We call upon it when we need it. And so, you know, we can use our forgiveness tools that we've learned anytime. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes lessons pop into my mind or, you know, certain things are just ingrained now, uh, switching to, you know, the Holy Spirit as my teacher. So anyway, just a, just a, a small comment, commentary on that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really helpful because, you know, it is a developmental, uh, you know, uh, curriculum. And and uh, kind of to, to tie into what you were saying a few moments ago, you know, the course even says, you know, do not fight yourself. And if your resistance is too strong, you know, then, you know. It'll, it, the lessons will be there to waiting for you when you're ready to address them. <laughs> that's, exactly. that's, that's the beauty of it all. It's like, it's not going away. You know, what, what we need to look at is, is keeps confronting us until we have gone through the process of healing our minds. And it's always about that, isn't it? And, and um, that, that healing process is in, invariably one of forgiving ourselves for what never happened. And when we're not ready right. to, to forgive and we're, when we're still too attached to the grievances and the upsets and, and making big deals out of stuff, it's like just to say, oh, okay, well, I must have been afraid of the, you know, the, the loving kindness and the peace that's behind that. And it'll be, mm-hmm. it'll be there waiting for me. So, so no, no need to force things. And, and the fighting, you know, um, everyone's fighting a hard battle. Well, you know, at some point we'll, we'll not want to fight anymore. The other thing that, 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 I was reminded of that with what you were saying was that uh, this is something that uh, Ken Wapnick mentioned that I thought was really, really astute. And, and he's quoting someone else who I don't recall at the moment, but it is, it is something to the effect of the longest journey is from the head to the heart. And, mm-hmm. and so in a sense, there's really kind of two transitions. There's, there's the transition of ramping up our, our intellectual understanding of the metaphysics of the course how it's never about the other person. It's always, you know, a choice in my mind for, for you know, which one of two thought systems. And I'm not upset for the reason I think. <laughs> I could see things right. instead of this. And, right. and, you know, those two steps of forgiveness. Um, so we get the theory down, but then the practice is, you know, the heart part, which is mm-hmm. H-H-E-A-R-T, which sometimes is typically the H-A-R-D. <laughs> you know, the, the lab assignments are a little bit more difficult than, than the theory sometimes. You, know, you, you might ace right. the theory exam, but then the lab assignments like, oh, well, yeah, I, I uh, you know, got upset with, you know, significant other or an employer or a person on the highway right. that cut me off or, you know, it could be any number of things, but anytime right. that, that we, 
we find ourselves getting upset, it's like, okay, well, I I have a choice of teachers at every moment, don't I? And, and that's so, okay if I'm not ready to to forgive in one particular classroom in my mind, and, uh, and, and it'll come around again, so not to worry, right? Oh, absolutely. Great points. I'm so glad you said that and mentioned that about Ken, because I wanted to read um, Ken's commentary on the, that uh, first sentence of the quote I read in uh, oh, chapter, yes. chapter 16, section mm-hmm. 6, uh, paragraph 7. It goes along with what you're saying. Like, um, the, the theory is hard, like you were, I'm sorry, the theory is easier, like you said, sometimes we can understand it, uh-huh. <laughs> but right. then it's hard to practice, right? But here is um, a, a great example um, that, that Ken gives about understanding why, really going back to the metaphysics, the theory of understanding why we're doing what we do. It's not something that we think of every day, but it's helpful to hold this in the backdrop of our minds simultaneously while we are doing the things that we need to do, right, on the level of form um, to keep us in relative peace. So I'll read this quote again. I'll read Ken's commentary um, for everyone. In the transition, there is a period of confusion in which a sense of actual disorientation may occur. So Ken says, this important thought is also echoed in the following chapter. Jesus is telling his students that forgiveness is a process that entails great fear, and implicit in his teachings are these words, quote, you made the world of bodies and special relationships because you were terrified of your mind's guilt. This guilt was made as well, because you were even more terrified of the mind's love that you might one day choose, which ultimately would cause your individual self, small s, to disappear. How then could you not be afraid of the choice for mindfulness over mindlessness? Indeed, your bodily identification is founded on fear, and you will not let it go simply because I asked you to, end of quote. Jesus lets us know that he knows we will be resistant to crossing the bridge because our existence is built on the body being rooted in terra firma. <laughs> Nonetheless, it will gradually dawn on us that we are standing on nothing. And what we think is standing on nothing is also nothing. So one could go on and on, but to your point, Bruce, you were just mentioning before I read that about how maybe we say to ourselves, I guess I'm afraid of the love in my mind today, right? I guess I'm afraid to choose that. And this speaks directly to that as we walk this back um, to the metaphysics of why we do what we do, you know? So there, there really is no reason to be afraid, but when we are we know that forgiveness is a process and Jesus will meet us where we are. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that meeting, meeting where we are is, 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 uh, you know, throughout the course and that um, so much of it is written on a level where, you know, we, we think we're these separate selves and it's mighty convincing. <laughs> so, of course so it, it is. Look at this whole it, time space dream. Oh my god. Yeah, it's 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 incredibly uh, you know, a convincing hallucination, right? But it's but 
But right. uh, be, beyond that, there is something that calls to everyone that, that eventually we all say, you know, there must with, without with or without those words, but, you know, there must be a better way. And and, um, you know, so it's, it's a happy inevitability that we will, um, you know, all of us in in some manner or another go beyond uh, the dream and, and find the reality that we all share. So that's that's actually you know an inspiring thought, and but the the practical application of that in any given moment is that I could, in this moment, um, see that I'm not upset because of anything anyone else has done, um, but I am uh, responsible for everything that I interpret, and, uh, and then the other next step of that process, of course, is um, I could see peace instead of. Uh, the misinterpretation that I've chosen. So, right. I, I, I was struck with the. I, I particularly like the paragraph you, uh, or parts of the two paragraphs you pulled out. Um, I was actually also noticing how the sentences before and after what you pulled out kind of fit as well. It would, okay, if I read those. Absolutely. Sure. Okay. So paragraph seven begins with the bridge itself is nothing more than a transition in the perspective of reality. And the bridge, of course, being, uh, I suppose, you know, one, one way of looking at it would be uh, the Holy Spirit being the bridge or the practice of forgiveness. But, you know, really that whole thought system is, is really that bridge that gets us back to the reality. Um, and, uh, and then he continues, on this side, everything you see is grossly distorted and completely out of perspective. What is little and insignificant is magnified, and what is strong and powerful cut down to littleness. And there's where it you know, begins with, in the transition, there's a period of confusion in which a sense of actual disorientation may occur. You know, if, if, we're, if we're looking through the binoculars backwards, you know, it's like, you know, everything that's... <laughs> Big is going to seem tiny, you know, and and uh, and vice versa, you know. So so because the the little s self that we think we are is given incredible importance in the ego's dream, uh, we think it's all about number one, and and just watching one's mind and seeing how horrifically, you know, ab- abysmally. <laughs> Shocking that is to to notice on a typical day how much of one's thinking is is about well what's in it for me kind of thing to the exclusion of everyone else uh, and, and you know the the, uh, the the inclusive identity isn't even in the the uh, ego's vocabulary so right it's it's you know we don't even have a clue of what what the ocean is but boy we sure know our droplet you know we when we think that's yeah. everything. Right, you know, that's a great and, and we build we build massive walls around our little droplet in our mind only. Of course, we've never left the ocean and we never built the wall. And and what you were sharing earlier, what Ken was quoting, it kind of ties into another thing that that he shared that I really like is is, is that uh, the metaphor of you know the emperor's no clothes. He says, well, not only is the emperor naked, but there's no emperor, and meaning that the whole foundation upon which that thought system rests is is a, right. a, a simple misunderstanding. It's it's um, more more spouting of <laughs> favorite can, canisms. But it, the way he says, you know, 
it, it, there's nothing sinful, evil, or wicked about the ego. It's just silly. It's just a you know right. an ineffective right. approach to identifying with our misinterpretations about things, and instead of seeing a peaceful op- option that's always available. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But, well. Yes. Well said. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, and then the, the sentences after that in paragraph eight are also pretty, pretty cool too. Um, so I'll, I'll read the, the, the previous sentences. Uh, uh, fear not that you will be ab- abruptly lifted up and hurled into reality. Time is kind, and if you use it on behalf of reality, it will keep gentle pace with you in your transition. Okay, and that's uh, – uh, let's see. Yeah, okay. And then, then um, he continues, the urgency is only in dislodging your mind from its fixed position here. So in a sense, the, it's not urgent. It's like, oh, you got to do this right now. Uh, you know, like, like we were talking about earlier, it'll keep coming back around for us to, to, to do our forgiveness lessons until we see that uh, the only person we're beating up on is ourselves by right. holding, holding grievances. So, right. But the, the urgency is, you know, why suffer needlessly when we can, we can choose a different option. So and he, I'll read that again. He, the urgency is only in dislodging your mind from its fixed position here. This will not leave you homeless and without a frame of reference. The period of disorientation, which precedes the actual transition, is far shorter than the time it took to fix your mind so firmly on illusions. Boy, that's right. Yeah, and, and, and I try to remember it also, too, that you know, in the early part of the text, it, it, it reminds us that you know what we've done is an incredible learning feat i mean we we've taught ourselves to believe in not only the whole thought system of duality and polarization but the, the whole idea that it was it was possible to make up a world of space and time and um things that are annoying and frustrating and and irritating and upsetting and and you know we we've given everything like those early workbook lessons suggest, the meaning that they have for us. And, and not, to, not to be upset with ourselves when we find ourselves upset, but just say, oh, well, um, I, I, can, I can give it a break, give it a rest here and come back to it if I need to. You know, that, yeah. that transition period is however long we need to make it be. It, it really doesn't matter, does it? So anyway, he continues, this period of disorientation which precedes the actual transition is far shorter than the time it took to fix your mind so firmly in illusions. Delay will hurt you now more than before only because you realize it is delay and that escape from pain is really possible. Find hope and comfort rather than despair in this. You could not long find even the illusion of love in any special relationship here, for you are no longer wholly insane and you would soon recognize the guilt of self-betrayal for what it is. And that's, uh, I think, a great example of the Powerful. idea that, um, um, you know, we, we can you know, procrastinate and delay and so forth, but eventually we'll want to voluntarily uh, choose against the, the insanity of thinking that the world is going to make us happy, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you read that because I love this whole section again. You know, for the listeners, you know, Bruce and I, we come together for these, you know, kind of relatively short conversations and and you could one could say so much about it. I always encourage everybody to to read um, these, you know, chapters, these sections. They're they're so profound. You know, this period of um, 
disorientation. Um, and it isn't, it isn't something to be afraid of guys, because here's what has helped me over the years too. Um, it does feel like, I remember this clearly in 2002 or 2003, my mother will attest to this, that I really felt like, oh, I feel like something's being taken away because I started to realize that really on a deeper level that, you know, I wasn't really here, all, all the meaning that I, I had given things was different. And there was just this kind of period of, oh my gosh, that's so weird. Wait a minute but nobody really knows I'm here. Oh my gosh. What does that mean? I remember back at that Bruce having those moments, but then I remembered, well, yeah, but God knows where I am, where I am really. And that's the good news. <laughs> you, you mean that literally and figuratively, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he knows where I am really. And, and my, my family, everybody I was thinking of at the time, like the bodies of your family and everything, everybody's there in perfect oneness. It was like a light switch in my mind from this, this, this fear of, I, I can't go back to feel the fear right now because it's been so long, but I remember it so well. I remember having this kind of this feeling of, of panic, this in-between. And guess what I noticed afterwards? We're so big on kind of like punishing ourselves, right? Guilt demands punishment. And, you know, we've attacked God. And so we're running away from that, you know, seemingly attacked and we're running away and we, we project a whole world, right. To escape into and, and all this stuff. But I kept thinking to myself as I went along the way, you know what? I'm not losing anything. I'm, I'm, oh my gosh, I'm gaining everything. I started to think, oh my gosh, I don't have to be so concerned with what the ego would be concerned with as bodies. There's a massive amount of distractions that take our attention. And what I figured out that I lost, you guys, if people want to talk about loss or, oh, I'm not going to, I don't want to lose anything, guess what you're going to lose? You're going to lose, start to lose the fear, the guilt, the anxiety, the depression that goes along with the ego's script. That's what you start to lose. And, that, and, and that's good news because life becomes a little gentler, kinder in your mind how you're perceiving life not the not the external which can be quite chaotic as, as everybody knows but you you remember where the external is coming from you remember there's nothing really out there it's just your dream and so what I lost along the way was a lot of just that fear that panic that anxiety of wait wait but what does that mean but but we love our parents. We love our children. We love it. Of course, that only just grows. And guess what? You're seeing those images or who and what they really are. You're able to have better interactions, meaning you won't be holding them in your mind to less than what they really are. And your response is always, can always be a right-minded response, meaning choosing that content of love in your mind will be reflected out into the things that you, quote, see here. And so it was a really a transition, speaking of transitions on this level, moment for me to recognize that, you know. So that's, 
that's really helpful and, and insightful and, and, you know, realizing that, that all the things that we, we really truly love that, that, and, and that, 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 that genuine uh, appreciation can't change. Uh, we're not being asked to sacrifice that at all. And, uh, no, not at all. You know, it, in fact, it, of course, reminds us that you know, it saved all of our uh, loving thoughts and kindnesses and, and kept them in their, in their purity kind of thing. <laughs> it's, 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 right. it's one of those things that we read in a, a study group that I attend frequently. And, and uh, I, I think that's really helpful that, you know, the, the things that are genuine – uh, that our real identity and our real nature can never be lost. And, th- and that kind of is a, a great transition, pun intended, <laughs> yep, yep. To, to something else we could read and talk about briefly, because uh, there's, more, there's more, way more here than we have time for. But, but I thought maybe we could read a little bit of the beginning uh, part of Chapter 26, which talks about exactly what you're just talking about, which is uh, Chapter 26 is the transition. And the yes. first section is the sacrifice of oneness. Shall I, shall I read the first paragraph or so? Absolutely. I'm turning okay, towards I th- I think, to I think, it now. I think, I think it addresses exactly what you're talking about. It does. That's right. Here we go. I've got it right here. The sacrifice of one, the sacrifice parentheses of oneness. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Air quotes okay. around sacrifice. <laughs> right, right, right. Yep, yep. And then and it begins with, in the, quote, dynamics, unquote, of attack is sacrifice a key idea. It is the pivot upon which all compromise, all desperate attempts to strike a bargain, and all conflicts achieve a seeming balance. You know, it's, it's uh, ego's art of the deal. <laughs> it, right. it, is the, it is the symbol of the central theme that somebody must lose. Its focuses on the, on the body is apparent, for it is always an attempt to limit loss. The body itself is a sacrifice, a giving up of power in the name of saving just a little for yourself. To see a brother in another body separate from yours is the expression of a wish to see a little part of him and sacrifice the rest. Mm. Look at the world and you will see nothing attached to anything beyond itself. All seeming entities can come a little nearer or go a little farther off but cannot join. I'm also in that that, uh, sentence uh, six there, separate from yourself. Uh, I'm reminded of a a video that uh, another fellow course student sent me the other day that was talking about uh, mind and brain mm-hmm. thinking well how how quickly our science fixates on the brain which you know it's kind of certainly a place to start because there's a lot of cognitive stuff going on there but i was thinking of the analogy of mind and brain is sort of like ocean and droplet again you know I love we, that. To, to, to think that we're limited to our brains um, is to demean our spirit in, in an unimaginably constraining way, and that's that's the sacrifice that that the ego thought system asks of, of everyone, and and is relentless in its demand for that. And and uh, Holy Spirit says, yeah, God thinks otherwise. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's that's well said, and you know, to to where it says, you know to see a brother in another body separate from yours is the expression of a wish to see a little part of him and sacrifice the rest. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when we, the perception of the body is reflects the mind's wish to keep the set, to make the separation real and believe in separation. So another 
idea that has helped me climb up the ladder, you know, metaphorically to <laughs> the home we never left, right, um, mm-hmm. is is recognizing that, you know what, we're not, for the listeners, you, it's not that your eyes, the body's eyes will not see form. So the course isn't saying that we're not going to physically see, right, the body. The course mm-hmm. is talking about perception, and interpretation, how, how we interpret what the body's eyes are showing us. So one thing that really helped me along the way is when I would get triggered by a certain behavior, my, mine too, could have been mine or someone else's, um, I would always kind of look past the, the body, remembering what the Course's teachings of, you know what, it's, you're just taking this little little part that's not even real, but it was a step just to start thinking of that, to start thinking of it that way for anybody, you know, often there are people that are just, you know, newer to the course and it's a lot to to take in sometimes. So sometimes you can start with just saying, you know what, there's just more to that, that person than, than what I'm seeing. And guess what? Jesus able was able to look beyond that behavior to what's even behind that, which is the fear People wouldn't be, quote, behaving badly, people in parentheses, you know, wouldn't be behaving badly if there wasn't fear behind that. And it's our shared fear, you guys. It's because the mind is one. And so the mind is projecting the fear out there and it's showing up in the in the different body, you know, people being, being fearful. So sometimes I would just take these steps. Like I would think about that. I would be like, yeah, you know what? I'm not seeing the whole picture here but by any means, you know, we know now, but not seeing the whole picture. And I'm willing to see this person differently because Bruce, as you mentioned before, we're taking what's real and making it really small and then taking what's false <laughs> and making it like really big, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just interesting to, you know, um, turn that around and say, you know what? My mind was so powerful. It made up this time space hologram, this, this illusion. My gosh, don't I think that the Holy spirit mind would be just as powerful. And in fact, it's more <laughs> because it's, but, but, when you think of these concepts, sometimes it's helpful just to talk yourself out of like, I don't know, intense fear or panic. Just remember, I just don't see the whole picture here. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Yeah. And and the whole picture, of course, being beyond the scope of any any individual because Correct. Uh, indiv- individuality is still, if you pull that word apart, still based on duality. <laughs> and and in any division of the whole uh, turns us into droplets again instead of the ocean. And we're all right. the ocean in truth, but we've lost sight of that. And, and we've carefully rehearsed and mastered the role of being a droplet so thoroughly that we, we don't even question that we're still in character playing right, a role right. in, a, in an incredibly sophisticated uh, movie, play, drama, you know, Toy Story, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. I, I was just listening to uh, the latest uh, audio from the Foundation for A Course in Miracles about Toy Stories, and I, was just, and I had a conversation about that with uh, C.A. Brooks, and, and, and we're t- t- talking about how, you know, we're all, you know, convinced that our toys are, uh, of, of all the things that, we think are such big deals uh, are the things that 
if we can look at, you know, a general amusement, say, oh, well, I, I don't have to stay stuck in the sandbox of my mind <laughs> if I if I ask for a little help now and then to to see the, right. the bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly, exactly. It's 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 those are so helpful. Listening to all that from the Foundation for Course in Miracles and also the Foundation for Inner Peace, which which I wanted to mention too. Um, mm-hmm. uh, be, before we wrap up, as we always mention, you know, on this program, and and you know, there's so many things you know one could mention. And I just appreciate all the work everybody is doing out there, just uh, sharing the message having discussions. I just joined a wonderful uh, Zoom group again. I was asked to uh, teach at a Zoom group, uh, course Zoom group, which was, was so fantastic to do. And um, I'm going to be remember to put those out in a newsletter for people. I'm, I'm um, not the best at marketing, but I, I've, I've decided that I am going to um, <laughs> be, be better at that. So, but I just want to know everyone to know, you know, how much I appreciate, you know, everyone working out there with wh- whatever they're doing, they're doing zoom groups, they're doing classes, just sharing this message uh, for people that are ready for it. And um, I want to mention one other thing too, um, this is a process, guys, as we've talked about before, and um, it's it's not a system of behavior. It's an exercise in the mind, and so the a good piece of advice is that you you remain normal here and you do normal things. Part of the beginning of this process is that you're just changing your internal teacher, and so you're just denying the ego's interpretation of things in favor of a perspective that is going to help you awaken. In the meantime, you'll become kinder, gentler. You'll be able to forgive more. Um, things that used to really trigger you won't trigger you as much. That can be unsettling too because it seems that we're, we're giving certain things up. You know, um, there are those, those old, old um things like who, who would I be without my problems, right? Or <laughs> who would I be without this dynamic between my, my spouse and I? We keep butting heads. You know, there, there's a part of us that, that wants the conflict, and, and we know why this is when we go back to the, to the metaphysics, right? So everything here in the ego's world is separation and conflict, one or the other, kill or be killed, you know, seek and do not find, right? If, if, if you know, all these ego attributes <laughs> that don't seem to ever really work for us. So as you're going through your transition, guys, wherever wherever you are, um, just know you're you're just you're never alone. It's impossible. And you can do all the normal things that you do here. Indeed, the world was over long ago. So your everything is has been scripted out. But you can switch to the forgiveness script. The forgiveness script of the ego script. And that will not only help you awaken, but we always want to be helpful to the people that we love. And you're most helpful when you're taking your brothers and sisters with you as you're thinking about them correctly, not holding them in the prison of the ego thought system, right? And mm-hmm. sure, as we climb up the ladder, we realize there's no, there's no them. You're, you're not forgiving things and situations that are really there. They're just in your mind, and that understanding. 
Pardon, pardon the the interjection there, Jack. I, I, when you yeah. said just, I, I, it reminded me of. Uh, actually, I'm going to I'm going to mention a couple of books that have been very very influential in my life. Um, one one is Richard Bach's Illusions. Oh, and, I love and, Richard Bach's Illusions. And, and, yeah. the, and then there, he, the, there's one part in that uh, that wonderful little book where he he. Uh, uh, Richard, the protagonist, the you know the the, the right. first person of the story, is working is um, talking with his his cohort Don Shimoda, and they're they're vapor raising clouds and stuff like that, and it, and <laughs> and uh, somehow at uh, uh, the the topic of he the ima- imagination and uh, uh, anyway he says yeah it's just. Richard says, it was just my imagination. And then Don Shimoda fires back, it's just your imagination? Have you forgotten this world is your imagination? That's These are right. MGM Worlds and Warner Brothers Lifetimes. You know, that, that, that quote stuck in my head. And I, I love that phrase because it's like, of course, now it's a little bit dated. probably would be, uh, 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 you know, the uh, the folks that did the, all the Star Wars, you know, the, uh, uh, oh Lucas, yeah, George Lucas, Lucas films and and uh, yeah, who, yeah. whoever the current special effects you know houses around the planet are, are but but you know we have you know special effects galore in this world to, that okay. you know our our mind is so incredible <laughs> um, that you know we forget that you know it's it's a gigantic holographic projection of, of unfathomable proportions. So anyway, right. I, I like that you know just your imagination and then and I'm I'm actually I've just picked up sitting. Sitting here on my desk, I've been going through box of old books that I'm going to uh, donate to a, a metaphysical library in Ashland uh, uh, tomorrow. Oh, nice! As, nice. As I'm dri- driving through, and and one of them is a, a, a duplicate copy. My wife and I both have a copy of this book called The Cabalion, which I ran across in the early 70s. And I'm really grateful uh, for having found this book because the very first of the seven Hermetic laws that this this hundred year old uh, now hundred and what is it? Uh, almost 109 years old book um, uh, talks about is the first law is mentalism. All is mental. Everything mm-hmm. is in the mind. And and it's like, well, just just that one law really explains so much if we really ponder it. And it, and it kind of encompasses what the course suggests of, you know, ideas leave not their source. You know, it, none of this left our mind. That's right. None of none of anything that we could possibly perceive or conceive has left the the source, and, and which which is uh, you know it's, it's sort of bad news for the ego because right. <laughs> that emperor has you know that, that naked emperor never was born, and but right. the good news for what we really are because we never left the perfect oneness that we think That's that we right. trashed and. and and you know, blew up or whatever you want to, whatever metaphor you want to throw at it. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, right. So we, 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 there's no way we could sacrifice oneness. The, the next paragraph in that chapter 26 is the world you see is based on quote sacrifice unquote of oneness. It is a picture of complete disunity and total lack of joining. Around each entity is built a wall of so seeming solid that it it looks as if what is inside it can never reach without. And what is out can never reach and join with what is locked away within the wall. And there's our little droplet universe, isn't it? Each part must sacrifice the other part to keep itself complete. For if they joined, each one would lose its own identity. And by their separation are their selves, little less selves, maintained. 
So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. the strategy of, of insanity, isn't it? That's the strategy. Keep everyone separate. And we see that reflected out into everything in the world now. Separation and division. Separation and division. Division, division. I want people to remember that is not your natural thought. That is not mm-hmm. your natural natural state. So don't be fooled by the ones trying to divide, right? Um, so just remember that we, we really are all one, in truth, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh my gosh. Well, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I just had one more thought that, that, that I was kind of reflecting on something I was listening to that, that I think ties into that. And it says that that awareness that we're all not only connected, but ultimately the same and, and one thing is really the basis for true compassion too. When we can, when we can listen to what other people are sharing and, and realize that, you know, we're all fighting the same hard battle, and uh, but really feel the depth of what someone is going through without necessarily identifying with it, and and just and, and apply that to ourselves too. Is you know when we when we go off on our own little mental rants about this or that, and just say, oh, wow, I I must must have forgotten my real identity. How, how right? What a great opportunity for practicing compassion for this alleged imposter that I see in the mirror that I've identified with. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, well said. So many good points. And I just wanted to end on letting everyone know, um, let's say you're you're in the spiritual buffet line and you're finding things that work with, for you and you, you find that some of the principles in A, a Course in Miracles are it's not for you or you don't understand it or you don't believe it or something like that, guess what? That's okay. What, what the most important thing to do, you guys, you are connected to source. You have your intuition. You're never alone. We don't know what everybody's curriculum is. In fact, Jesus says in the course that this is one teaching of, of many, right, in the universal curriculum so i think it's important always to point out that there there's no specialness even we can't get wrapped up in specialness with spiritual thought systems we choose or we're falling Mm -hmm. into the ego's trap as if one is better than the other um you are you are connected to your source and you will find the things in the paths that work for you right and all paths lead to god in the end meaning this is already over many teachings teach that that we have you know we're we're going to wake up to a oneness that um you know that we've never left um the course is a, a path that i've found goes the furthest it's very unique um in its pure non-dualism but Mm -hmm. you know take what you need take nuggets from from things that work for you because Mm -hmm. you you everybody's on uh, their path right and we can't why would we judge anyone else's that you're just judging a part of your split mind the fractured mind it's just judging yourself all judgment comes back to you in the end so we want to honor where everybody is right it's really important. So it also it is very helps you honor yourself. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> yes, we're yes. all we're all one. So the minute people start thinking there's a specialness in spiritual past, you're 
right down the ego's alley again, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> making one thing real or bet more be- or better than another, right? So it's a, it's always a nice little trick of the ego to, you know, even make something special out of this blue book, which I love, you know, with all my heart. I'm under no illusions that it is the something for everyone, right? All at once in this, you know, holographic thing we're exper- we're experiencing here, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, and and you know, long before that particular uh, tome arrived on the scene in our lives, there were other things that led us to it, including this, you know, a couple of books I just mentioned and, and yes. you know, countless other things. And I know I'm sure in your life and so many others that might be listening, you know, there have been things that have been just, you know, so little, helpful. Little, little steps that we've all taken to, to get to exactly. where we're willing to consider that maybe there's another way of looking at everything. Oh, absolutely. So honor your paths, everyone. And and, um, we just have like a minute left here. But um, I just wanted to thank you again, Bruce, for, oh, these these shows have been so fun, so informative. Oh, likewise. they're in a lot of countries, you know, because obviously it's on the on Blog Talk Radio, and I um, can see that people in a lot of different countries are listening. So this is just the end of this on um, this format, guys. You know, for now. So to all the listeners, just um, you can find Bruce at acimblog.com. All his wonderful discussions with people, and if you go to Jackie.News and subscribe to my newsletter. Um, you'll be informed about kind of what's coming next. The information about my online classes are up there. And, um, yeah, so oh, thank you so much again, Bruce, for Likewise. You know, joining Likewise. me. And I look forward to joining you on, on Zoom and different things that, you know, I'll be doing on different platforms. So you and I will always be, um, you know, joining in some way. <laughs> It'll be so fun. Yep. Yep. Looking forward to whatever whatever forms those take and whatever transitions uh, uh, lead us all. Yay! <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you were speaking of books. I also wanted to give a shout out to the, to one of the books that really solidified the, my understanding of the course, which is my brother-in-law Gary Renard's yes, book, indeed. *Disappearance of the Universe*. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm with my family all the time, and I mention them a lot on this podcast. Sometimes I I forget to mention them, but I will mention it on this last episode. And my sister, um, Cindy Laura Renard, has written two wonderful books, and I, there's always new people that are listening to this. So, um, you know, Bruce has has written awesome an awesome book or and a, done a couple of things that are on his website too, acimblog.com. So boy, there's a lot of, of resources to check out. Always the facim.org and um, acim.org as well. The foundation for inner peace and the foundation for course of miracles. <laughs> and, and your book, Jackie, along with, with Gary and Cindy's are, are, are some of my, my favorites. Uh, so thank you very much. <laughs> oh, thank you for, so much for Bruce. what you've been sharing. For, for quite thank some time. you yeah. so much. I am having my audio book out this year and then I'm oh, working great. on book two in my series. So I'll keep everyone posted on that. So, wow, well, uh, we love you all so much. And remember that you are love and you are loved. And um, take care, everyone. Be well and blessings.